The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and today we are celebrating moms because, as I'm sure you know, Mother's Day is this Sunday. Who's the best mom in the history of the soaps? What about the worst mom? I'm sure all of you have some ideas, so I'd like you to call in and share them with me. The phone lines are open at 866-472-5788. That is a toll-free number, so there's none of those pesky long-distance charges to worry about. Again, it's 866-472-5788. If you don't want to call in for some reason, you can always tweet your choices at Soap Central Live. Coming up later in the hour, I'll be joined by my mom to find out how she got started watching the soaps and what she thinks is hot in the world of soaps right now. Don't forget that I'll also be taking your calls throughout the hour for your best and worst mom choices. Or maybe you want to share a memory that you have about watching the soaps with your mom or your grandmom. One of SoapCentral.com's Facebook friends, Andre, shared this touching story. I started watching the ABC soaps and Y&R in the summer of 1980. I was my mom's VCR. I would watch and give her a synopsis of each soap. When I moved out on my own, the soaps were our thing. We would record and call each other and watch together. I lost my mom in 1993. When I watch the soaps, it's like I'm still watching them with her. It makes it even more sad that all my children and one life to live are ending. Andre brings up something that a lot of people may tend to overlook. Soap opera watching is an experience for many viewers with a lot of memories that are attached. So I look forward to hearing some of your stories later in the hour. My first guest today is making her second appearance here on Soap Central Live. She's a definite fan favorite. And in July, she'll mark her 10th anniversary playing One Life to Live's Natalie. And with today's show celebrating Mother's Day, maybe Melissa Archer can help me figure out what has become the mother of all paternity storylines. Melissa, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thank you for having me. Okay, so it's been uh, just about a year since you were here last. May 21st, 2010. It doesn't seem like that. Uh, but a lot has happened since then. And I'm sure that a lot of fans are wanting to know, how are you doing? I am doing absolutely great. Can't I can't complain. I'm doing really, really well. Good. Now, let's but remind... It might be different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just set the stage of, of what was going on the last time you were here. You were on with Brie Williamson, of course, and 
she and I were giving you a hard time, real more her so than me. I like to be nice, uh, <laughs> but about Natalie sleeping with Brody. So, for those of you who may have missed the interview, let's take a listen to just one of the highlights. Back on the other side of town, uh, Brody is not exactly where I guess we would expect him to be, and that's uh, I we, guess he isn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so well, he is at his place. <laughs> Just, he's just it's my sister. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, she just wanted to say goodbye and get a ride to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was all innocent. She did, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> and then when she got there, he was drunk and all like, oh, sad over Jessica, and she was all sad over John. So and when like, I no. run into people that are sad, I, you know, I buy them a latte or a chocolate bar, or I take them out for a dinner. I, Natalie, Natalie's a really good friend, you know, like she's a really, <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Of and beyond. So, for me, like I am. <laughs> so, you know, she was sad about not getting her man, and he's sad about not getting his woman, and so, I don't know, instead of getting a ride to the airport because he was drunk, she decided to join him in drinking, and you know what happens after that. No. Drinking. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one's letting you off easy, Melissa. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Um, she sleeps with Brody. Oh, my oh Brody. Whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> oh, the drama. Yeah. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's horrible. I know, I know. But, you know, you were off doing something you shouldn't have been doing, too. So there you go. I thought I was 17, okay? I thought I was 17. I made a mistake. Whatever. I thought my life was over. Let's get caught up. Let's get caught up on everything that's gone on. In your own words, what has the last year been like for Natalie? Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Pretty hectic, I'd have to say. Pregnant. And who the father is, find out who the father is, lie about who the father is, um, almost get married, and not get married. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. My sister, my fiance, hate me. My sister turns into somebody else. Um, in the meantime, trying to raise a uh, a baby, and uh, all that chaos, and uh, <laughs> and a little crazy. We're going to break down some of those points, but the thing that I was thinking about while you were talking that really made me uh, sort of scratch my head, and correct me if I'm wrong here, if the truth about the one-night stand all the way back a year ago had not come out, everybody's life seems like it would have been a whole lot easier. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Let me try to make some some uh, uh, bullet points on this because there are some folks who maybe for whatever reason uh, hadn't been watching regularly, but they're now back to One Life to Live to support it. So let me see what the, the best point is. The first thing that I love that happened um, just a, a little while ago was that Natalie pulled a Clint and pulled a rifle on Marty. It seems like there's a whole Buchanan legacy of pulling rifles out of nowhere. Yeah, fun. <laughs> and let's let's the other thing that I like here is Jessica and Natalie. I believe they got pregnant on the same day. 
they delivered their babies on the same day. And then they were going to get married on the same day? Yeah. Why can't you guys uh, do anything on your own? Because we're twins and we just think alike. It's crazy. Okay. So we think alike on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know that necessarily the judgment has, has always been has been spot on, but it certainly is, uh, it certainly does make for some interesting events in Landview. Definitely. Agreed. Okay. So, let's frame John and Kelly. Do you think that Natalie is fearful that there may be something going on between the two of them, or do you think that she's really just annoyed that they're, they're spending time together and, well, they're not just spending time together. You know what they're doing. Well, I think I think it's a little of both. I think in, in the beginning she thought it was just like you know they're um, both of them are kind of going through something, so they're kind of just you know turning to one another, uh, trying to forget the pain or whatever uh, they're feeling. But I think that as it didn't end right away, I think Natalie starts to fear that it's a little bit more than that. There are a lot of families in 2011 that have a whole lot of different compositions to them. So do you think it's really unfair or what is your take? Natalie sort of imploring John to be a family, even though as of right now, uh, he believes that Liam isn't his son. I mean, is that really a lot to ask for? <laughs> well, I mean, yes, um, it is a lot to ask, um, but I don't think that... Um, I don't think it's wrong of her to ask for the simple fact that if you if you really love someone um, as much as she does, and even though she's made this you know horrific mistake, that you know she's trying to fight for it and she's trying to get him to fight for it. And if he doesn't, that's his choice. But you know she's not just saying, "Well, okay, I guess I made a mistake. Bye, see you later." <laughs> you know, um, you know she's she's trying to fight for it. Now on today's show, we're we're getting closer to Natalie watching a session tape, uh, listening to the session tape of Marty, and possibly the truth finally coming out about what's really going on here. Uh, can you set the stage for that and, and, and sort of tease what's going to happen? Well, I can say that this is the, the moment um, John Natalie fans are waiting have been waiting for, because uh, it's, it's pretty exciting what happens with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, she... she uh, it's finally in her hands. She finally has a moment alone uh, with Liam and um, finally gets to hear it. So let's let's just say, hypothetically, you know, it seems if, if you're saying this is the moment that the Jolie fans have been waiting for, that means it's got to be sunshine, lollipops, and smooth sailing ahead, right? Well, I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think that the information and seeing what Natalie finds out is going to be pretty exciting. What happens after that, you know, I'll have a little bit of drama. Oh, come on. It's May Sweeps. There can't possibly be any drama in Landview. Never, never. <laughs> no, it's good, though. It's good. It's fun. Okay, so going off on the sunshine and lollipops routine again, what has the longest, what's been the longest period of time that John and Natalie have actually been happy? It seems so much of their time has been all of this angst. Um, gosh, you know, it's a funny question. Um, a lot, a lot of their happiness 
believe it or not, came before they ever were together. Because they they did a lot together um, before they became a couple and um, built this relationship for many years. <clears throat> and I, I think that uh, I think that's where you actually really get to see um, the most time spent, anyway, of, of John and Natalie. You know that kind of what what makes them what makes them click. And, um, of course, the couple of times that they have been together, they, they still do that. But, of course, as, as we've known, it's been, you know, a few minutes of that and then, you know, something bad has happened. But um, <clears throat> it's kind of it's kind of interesting, um, you know, just the things like, you know, playing pool together and drinking beer together and how they um, how they work well together, all of that. I think those are the, the, the things that you get to see between the two of them that makes them fun and makes them, you, you see why they are kind of, work. I'm going to duck behind my desk when I ask this question because I have a feeling that John and Natalie fans might start throwing things at the at their computers and, and whatnot. But you mentioned that a lot of their uh, happiness seemed to be before they were maybe officially a couple. Is this a situation of, uh, you know, maybe being together is is the the kiss of, of death? It's the bad luck, and maybe they should maybe they should not try to be together. No, I think what it is is, um, unfortunately, it's been bad timing. I think that, um, you know, situations, the way they've, they've fallen when they've, you know, in, ended up together. <clears throat> For instance, I think that, if I remember correctly, the first time they were, it was, uh, it was right before John got in that car crash, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> Things were really good then, but after the car crash and he came back, um, you know, he was, he was, he had changed, um, obviously, and, um, and Natalie, Natalie was being not really herself trying to, uh, take care of him. It was an awkward situation and they were in this small room together all the time. And I think that it was just, it was, it was a bad situation and it was bad timing and it was a bad time in their lives. Um, so I think that's kind of maybe what, what hurt it then and then um, I guess the next time they were actually a couple again was you know it was after she had thought that it was over and done with and had made the mistake with Brody and um, everything again timing bad timing she got pregnant she didn't know who the father was and so much drama was surrounded by it and then she finds out that it's you know not John's and and doesn't know what to do and And I just think it was bad circumstances and bad timing. But I, you know, I don't think that it means that it's the kiss of death. I think that they just need to really work on their timing. <laughs> timing is definitely everything. And going back again to if the truth about the one night stand hadn't come out, but we've got Tess back. So now Tess is, is causing all sorts of, of craziness. Right. How is it that Natalie is able to I, I don't want to say she's able to keep it together because I think that that's probably not exactly true. But how is it that Natalie is going through all of this one way and we've got uh, Jessica literally uh, becoming a totally different person? Um, well, I mean, I think... <clears throat> you mean you mean why why are they handling it differently? Is that what you mean? Yeah, and just what what do you think it is about Natalie that allows her to handle all of this this extremely dramatic and, and, and traumatic experiences, how is she able to handle them well, differently? 
I think the biggest difference is that, you know, Natalie doesn't, she doesn't have the disease that her sister has. Um, you know, I think that, um, I think that she's obviously fortunate that she doesn't have the disease because she does have to take on the real world problems and, you know, that she's facing and, and own, own them and take responsibility for them and then figure out how to, to deal with them. Um, and I think she's, I think she's a lot stronger than she gives herself credit for too. I think that, um, you know, I think she went through a lot as a child and I think that, you know, coming into the family and coming into the Buchanan family and, you know, Clint and Vicky both really giving her, um, a different foundation than what Roxy had given her, um, even though she was older, <clears throat> it's helped her, but it's, it's, it's not always, <laughs> it's not always, um, maybe the way it would have been had she been raised by them. But, you know, I think that Natalie's a lot like Clint in a way and a lot like Asa in a way. And, you know, she just says, all right, well, uh, then this is what we're going to do. And, you know, you kind of fly by the seat of your pants, but you do it, you do it in a smart way. You just, it may not be completely smart. (laughs) (laughs) No, she, she tries to come up with, something to fix the problem right away and um and i think that a little of that really does have to do with the way she was raised in in atlantic city and having to be street smart and tough in those ways and um it's the soft side of her that's trying to do it for the right reason (laughs) but it's just not necessarily the right thing to do the reason i love uh talking to you in interviews is you explain everything and it makes me, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Now I understand what Natalie right. uh, was going through. But, you know, to, to read a recap or to watch a show, you can sit and think, oh, my gosh, you know, what is she thinking? So uh, I think I think that's the thing. I mean, like, you have to you have to look at all the aspects of each each character. And, what you know, I know, obviously, Natalie's the best. But I think that, you know, she's a good person. She wants to do right. She wants to be good. But ultimately... You know, she goes with her, um, it's like, you know, the, what is it, fight or flight or mm-hmm. fight or fight, something, whatever. Um, and she's a fighter. So, you know, whatever that means, um, then she, she does. And then sometimes right after she did it, it's like, oh, oops, maybe that wasn't the right way to do it. But, um, you know, so she has remorse for the bad things that she does. Well, that's a but plus. It's, yeah, but it's not it's not in a mallet. She I don't think she does things in mallet. She does it for passion and she does it cuz she really believes in it. Um and she's, you know, always fighting for some major cause or at least her her own thoughts of a major cause, I should say. As a follow-up, do you think Natalie's a good mother? I do. I think she's a great mother. Well, we're she, Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I just said I think she really really cares about the baby and what's best for him. Now, I mentioned at the top of the interview that it's almost your 10-year anniversary of joining the show. Um, a lot has happened. A lot has happened just in the past year. So what are some of your favorite memories of 10 years on One Life to Live? Um, gosh, I have so many. I mean, I would think my, some of my favorites are when I first came and um, you know got, the, got to have the confrontations with Vicky. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and being sneaky and bad with Seth, and uh, and then of course my favorite all-time fight with Erin Torby uh, when she was playing Jessica, mm-hmm. where we're in the carriage house and throwing things at each other, and then I push her off the the uh, staircase. But um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> you had a moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love the fight scenes, and 
we're having we're having a good one coming up soon. Um, actually, I, I think that that one, the one that's coming up soon, might top the carriage house pricing. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Ten years later. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, but now I've had so many. I mean, I've and I've gotten to work with. Oh my gosh, amazing, amazing people. You know, Erica. Can't even say enough about her and Bob Woods and and Bree and Michael Easton. It's just I, I've really I've really been fortunate. Now I'm asking callers on today's show to weigh in with their thoughts on the best and worst moms in soap opera history. So I figured I'd give you a chance from your experience, either uh, as a fan or as someone who's been on the show. Do you have any nominees for best and worst soap moms? Best and worst soap mom. Well, I have to say that when when Jessica is not Jessica and she's Tess uh, or anybody else uh, or seventeen, she's not a very good mother. <laughs> but when she's back, she's great. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Mother's Day is Sunday. What does Mother's Day mean to you? You know, Mother's Day is is an awesome time to um, show your appreciation, or at least my appreciation for my mom. Um, she's just an amazing woman who has inspired me in so many incredible ways and um, has really been probably the biggest supporter I have uh, could ask for, you know, in, in going into this crazy business of ours. And um, and I'm just I'm, I'm super grateful and very thankful for her. And I, I feel like her and my dad both, but, um, but, you know, she taught me how to be a fairly strong, independent woman, and, and I appreciate that. And just one more thing before I let you go and head back to starting your weekend. There are, of course, a lot of fans who are going through a lot of things at the moment. And I just wondered if you'd like to take a moment to maybe speak to your fans or to uh, sort of give them a message. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, the hearing about the show being canceled, I think it was... It was a, it's very sad for, for all of us for, for a multitude of reasons, but I, I really want to say I think the biggest way you can support One Life to Live is is watch. You know, we've got some incredible, incredible story that's going to play out till the end, and, and I really think people are, I think they're going to be very happy, and and I'm excited. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm fortunate to actually get to, to be a part of that, you know, the, the big bang at the end, you know, and... I think it's really going to be it's going to be interesting to watch this next however many months it is, and you know, just tune in because that's that's the best support you can give us. Melissa, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. So I want to thank you so much for coming back. It's been a year, so uh, there's been a lot to talk about. But as I said, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very very much. Thanks for having me. Remember to tune in to One Life to Live every weekday on ABC. Check your local listings for the channel in your area. And if you want to hear the rest of the interview I did with Melissa Archer and Bree Williamson last year, you can check it out over in the archives at SoapCentral.com slash radio. In addition to hearing that interview, you can also listen to 68 other interviews that have taken place here on Soap Central Live since the show debuted last year. Coming up on the other side of a commercial break, we're going to talk about the best and worst moms in daytime television history. Do you have a selection for the best or worst mom? Well, why not call in and talk to me? 866-472-5788. That is a toll-free number, 866-472-5788. 
We'll talk about why you've selected who you have as the best or worst mom in television history. And I'll actually be welcoming my mom, who I think falls on the best side of that category. So stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live in just about two minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Is your sexual relationship satisfying? Do you have a nagging question about sex and you can't find the answer? Tune into Sex in Our Cities with hosts Donna Kane Francis and Robin Potter Kimball. Two advanced practice registered nurses are here to answer all of your questions about sex and relationships. Each issue will be presented in an objective, unbiased perspective designed to educate and empower you to make healthy decisions and bring about change in your life. Sex in Our Cities is broadcast live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I want to apologize for some of you out there. You said that uh, we're hearing some static in the last segment. We think we may have had a little bit of a connection problem. So what we're going to do is we're going to clean up that audio in time for the archive. So check back either later tonight or over the weekend, and you'll be able to hear the entire interview with Melissa cleaned up without all that crazy and pesky static. Again, we apologize for that. Since we are talking about Mother's Day, I thought, what better person to have on 
as a guest on today's show then my mother and find out exactly what's going on uh, for her and her soap viewing experiences. You may not have known that she still watches soaps. Find out what she thinks is hot and all that other good stuff. So let's welcome her to the show. Mom, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi, and thanks for having me again. Okay, so it's Mother's Day, a little bit early, but happy Mother's Day. Uh, I want to make sure that we get to talking about all of the fun stuff. What was the first soap that you remember watching? Oh, boy. Maybe have been no longer on, but it was called Another World. Uh, Another World. I remember uh, Nana used to watch that, too. So did you start watching because of Nana, or did you find it on your own? I probably started watching it because of Nana. That's what I thought. And then I started watching Days. So you actually watched Another World first. Yes, I would, I'm pretty sure that would have been the first one. So let's talk a little bit about Another World. What are some of the characters or some of the stories that you remember? I think everybody remembers Mac. Everybody remembers Rachel and Felicia. What are some of your memories of Another World? Oh, my gosh. You know what? That's been so long. <laughs> That's been so long ago that um, I just remember the turmoil that um, Rachel went through and how you know, her life was all kind of messed up and she met Mac and she kind of straightened it out and things like that. But um, that's been a long time since it's been off, so I'm not, I can't remember a whole lot about it anymore. But um, Rachel and her mom, of course, good old arguments at her and, um, gosh, I can't remember what her mom's name was, but um, the arguments they used to have and, um, how the um, two with the Matthews family, she wasn't well mm-hmm. liked with the in Ma- the Matthews family either. She had um, something going on with the Ma- in the Matthews family also. I think it was um, oh Stephen Frame. I think that was the character who was in there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she had a child by by him, and she, he was involved with one of the math. I think Callis. Alice Matthews. I think it was Alice. I'm not sure. But, um, it sounds even more scandalous to hear you. T- I mean, I remember it being uh, a, a salacious stories, but now listening to you, it makes it sound even racier and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't all of you. Kind of like goes on the soaps now. <laughs> everybody, everybody's all involved with everybody. But um, that's kind of basically, you know, she, she was an outcast. And then she met Mac, and everybody just accused her of of wanting his money, you know, wanting him because of his money. But um, it turned out to be totally different like that. So that's kind of what that story was about. I, Like I said, it's off, been off quite a number of years, so I don't know, right. remember a whole lot about that. So, and then I started watching Days, and mm-hmm. I'm a true, true Days fan. Well, there have been some other soaps. I, I think you watched maybe Guiding Light for a little period yeah, of time. I, I watched Guiding Light, yes. Um, in fact, the person who plays Carly on Days played on um, Days. Mm-hmm. I mean, played on Guiding Light. Right. And, um, yeah, I used to watch that. I watched that for a while. But um, I kind of drifted away from that. From that. But I always stay true to my days. <laughs> so that's okay. kind of 
kind of what I I watch. I watch is basically days. And you seem to know, and not that everybody out there knows this, but you also seem to keep up a little bit, at least, with what's going on all my children. Because every now and again when we talk, you seem yeah. to, to drop a little bit of, of information about what's going on on the show. So that's another one to add to the list. Yeah, I watched, I watched that. And once in a while, a couple years ago when I was home, for, when I had some surgery, I had to stay home for a while. So I kind of got into watching. I did watch a little bit of... Um, Oh, what comes on after um, all my children? Is it all <laughs> one life to live? One life to live. I watched a little bit of that, but then I kind of got out of that. But we have on our on our newspaper on Saturday. We have a, um, somebody that writes articles about the soaps. And she actually kinda... she uh, that's Linda Hirsch. She actually does some stuff uh, for SoapCentral.com, dot com, and she keeps everything going here. But you've got the phone lines, Mom, uh, blowing up here. There are people who want to weigh in, so we're going to take a call. Stick around, okay. don't go anywhere. We're going to okay. go to Seattle and have Scott come on. And Scott, welcome to Soap Central Live with me and my mother. Hi, Happy Mother's Day, Dan's mother, and all the other mothers. <laughs> Thank you. So I hear you want to talk about the best and worst moms in daytime history, Scott. Let's let's hear it. Actually, I wish I could think of a best mom on soap history. So oh my I'm gosh! About a, so I'm calling about a worst mom on soap history. It, w- it was easier for you to come up with a worst mom than a best mom, huh? <laughs> yes, very much. All right, so let's let's hear it. Who is your worst mom in daytime television history? Sharon Newman from Young and the Restless. Wow, I don't think anybody else has said that yet. What makes Sharon the worst mom? Well, first of all, I really love Sharon Case as an actor. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she does an incredible job, but uh, since she's first been on the show, you know, she gave up her first child for adoption um, that wasn't necessarily for humanitarian reasons. Then she used her money from the Newmans to get the daughter back. Um, then she lets Cassie go off with an older boy and ends up driving and getting in a car wreck and dying. And That's true. Uh, since then, having other children, and she's shown over and over again over the past couple of years that she's willing to completely abandon her children for whatever man is in her life at the moment. That seems to be the recurring theme there. So it's not necessarily, well, I guess it's all linked together, but it's the fact that it doesn't seem to you that her children come first. Exactly. Is there anybody on daytime who puts their children first? <laughs> well, that's why I said I'm not sure it'd be, it'd be easy to come up with the best mom on TV anymore. Uh, well, that's a shame. Uh, how about this one? Let me ask this. Do you have uh, uh, any stories of your own about watching the soaps with someone in your own family, your mom or your grandmom, or is this something that you found on your own? Well, uh, when I was in high school, our school let out at noon every day, and so... It was a whole crew of us would come home and watch Young and the Restless when it first started back in 1973. So uh, it's been kind of an ongoing story since it first began. Okay. And it's interesting that that it used to be that uh, the soap characters and the soap moms especially were more concerned about their families and the children, and they would have, you know, somebody like Jill Abbott, Foster Newman, whatever her name is now, uh, <laughs> be more of a villainous. But now it seems like everybody's a villain in the shows. 
Well, we're going to try to find some good moms, maybe through uh, the rest of the show. But, Scott, I want to thank you for calling in. Uh, you've got the phone lines and Twitter accounts all going crazy with your, your nomination of Sharon. So I want to thank you for calling and, and getting things heated up. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, Scott. Have a great day. You too. So, Mom, let me put it back to you. He was mentioning that the, the moms on the soaps are a far cry from the stay-at-home making cookies all day. Do you have a choice for who do you think is a good mom on the soaps? Well, I'll tell you, she's no longer with us. Uh, but Alice. going back to my days, I would have to say the best mom there would have been Alice Horton. I think that's probably going to be something that uh, a lot of people would echo. Uh, I think that a lot of people would say, that you know, you've got to go back to the the classic soap characters. I'm I'm reading on Twitter, a lot of folks have also nominated Mona from All My Children. That's Erica's mother, and they're saying yeah. she may not have necessarily been the best mother, but uh, one of the readers says the fact that she could put up with Erica without strangling her makes her the yeah. best mother in daytime. So yeah, that's true. But um, I would I would say um, as far as values and everything, um. I would have to say Alice, the lady who played Alice Horton. Frances Reed, yeah. We've, yes. A lot of people miss her. She was uh, a light on Days of Our Lives, so a lot of people definitely miss her. So we have another caller that we're going to take. We're going to go and welcome Adam back to the show. Adam or Mike, as you prefer to be called. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hello, it's good to be back. And like a true soap, I have many names. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So uh, let me get right to the hard question, apparently. Who is the best mom in soap opera history? You know, Scott really had a point. It's really hard to think who's the best mom. I mean, aside from Alice on Days, or maybe you could mention, you know, Nancy on As the World Turns, but it, it was sort of a different era, so... Now it's a little harder, and you do tend to think back. But you know what I think makes a really good soap mom is the, the soap mother that is kind of willing to fall on the knife for her kids, sometimes literally. But um, I, was, I was just thinking back, you know, because I, I write for um, Bold and the Beautiful, you know, the column for you. And, um, you know, you could argue Brooke and Taylor and their mothering skills, you know, all night long. But um, the mother that always comes to my mind on that show, Stephanie Forrester, I mean, you know, she does a lot of whacked out stuff, you know, she, but she always thinks she's doing the right thing. And, you know, she's still good at pulling family together in a crisis like this week when Brooke and Thomas were missing and, and the plane crashed and stuff. And that's really when Stephanie is at her best. But uh, even back in the day, I remember one of the first stories, and, and actually this links back to Moms because it was my mother that got me watching the CBS soaps back in 1988. And um, I remember when um, Thorne had shot Ridge in a, in a stupor, and Stephanie took the blame for it. Now, that's, what, that's really something a mother does, is make that kind of a sacrifice for her child. So in that sense, I would put Stephanie up there. Maybe not with other things, but definitely for things like that. Okay, so it seems then, uh, and everybody is saying this, that there are, there's been a definite change in the stay-at-home and and watch the kids and bake the donuts and all that other good stuff to the way uh, moms are being shown on the soaps today. What do you think is the reason for that? 
I think a lot of it is just, you know, times have changed in, in that sense. I mean, we're long past the 60s and the 70s. Uh, there's more um, working women now, but also it's just I think the whole tone of soaps has changed in a way to compete with, you know, other things. And so they have to make, like Scott was saying, there's, you know, most of the women now on Young and the Restless, for example, are, you know, a little, are a little more edgier. And, you know, he, he used the word villain, but um, they all kind of have more of an edge. And I think that's true of all the soaps now. And I think that's just to keep you watching in that sense of, oh, no, she didn't kind of mentality where I think, I think all scripted television is doing that right now. But um, so I think that kind of has a lot to do with it, which is why when you think of best and worst, well, especially best soap mothers of all time, you tend to think back in the past, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. Okay. So one other thing before I let you go, is there a soap opera mom who you would want to have as your mom? Or are they all crazy? (laughs) I'll take that as a no. Wow. (laughs) You know, that is a tough question. Um, wow, I don't know that I, I really have an answer for that. I was When I was thinking back about some of the stuff that uh, Stephanie had done, I was also thinking the one soap mom I really miss is Sally Spectra. I mean, she was bold, she was outrageous, um, but she would do anything for Macy. I mean, whether that was trying to hook her up with, you know, a rich guy or that time she took a bullet for her, I mean, that's, I think... I don't know if I can think of any one person, but that's definitely a quality that appeals to me. Well, I want to thank you for calling in and being part of our Mother's Day show. I don't know what name to call you. I feel like you have uh, the, <laughs> the, the multiple personality thing. Here, We've got Adam, we've got Mike, we've got Michael. You can, we've got you can Adam call Michael. me Mike. And actually, um, from what I hear, my mom got the name Michael off of Guiding Light because my brother is named Edward. And so apparently she was watching Guiding Light at the time and you know, Ed, Ed Bauer and Mike Bauer. Apparently, that's where that came from. All right. Well, let's see. A lot of people seem to have that. uh, We may have some other callers from people who say the same thing, but they were named after characters on the soap. So, uh, Mike, I want to thank you for calling in again. Thank you so much, Dan. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to Dan's mom, too. Thank you. (laughs) So, Mom, let me ask you, is there someone on the soaps who, you know, you think would have made a good mom? That I would want for a mother? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Well, that's a good answer because we have on the line your real mother. Nana is on the line. (laughs) Nana, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey. So how are you today? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm good. Happy early Mother's Day. We're, We're talking about good moms and bad moms on the soaps. So let's find out first, Nana. Let everybody know what soaps do you watch? What soap am I? Well, right now I'm watching, and I always watch Days of Our Lives. Okay. <laughs> y- yes, uh, Mom said that it was you that probably got her started watching soaps in the first place. It probably was. <laughs> so that's not a bad thing. So let's go to Days of Our Lives. I know that you have opinions about some of these characters. Who do you think is the worst mom on Days of Our Lives? Oh, goodness. I can't say that there's any worse mom. Well, that's not a bad thing. Everybody else who's called in so far thinks that every mother on uh, on Days of Our Lives or on television is a horrible mother. Oh, Really? 
Yeah, I'm not sure what that's. So how about a good mom? Uh, mom said that she thought that Alice was probably the best mom in television history. How about you? Oh, yes, I agree. She was. She was a sweetheart. So for both of you, let me go back to mom for a second. What is going on on Days of Our Lives now that uh, is getting you excited? What do you think of what's going on on the show right now? <laughs> I Uh-oh. think the Nicole role right now that's getting good. Her, what she um, apparently has evidence um, against TJ. I think right now that that's really getting getting good. I think that's they have her playing a good role right now. And Nana, what about you? We were talking last night when I was trying to fix my sink. Don't ask out there, everybody. But uh, you were talking about Rafe and uh, all the craziness of whether or not he may or may not get his memory back. Well, I sure hope he does. I want I want the real Rafe back. What is it about Rafe that, why don't you like the fake Rafe? Oh, he's too, too arrogant. Okay, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> so, uh, I'm guessing you want to see him, the fake Rafe, get what's coming to him. Right. Anybody else on days that needs to get what's coming to them? Well, I think, what the heck's his name? The Big Mahaf. <laughs> the big mom, I'm not sure. Uh, Stefano? Yes, that's the guy. You can never does, remember him. <laughs> why does he need to get what's coming to him? What has he ever done? What has he ever done? What hasn't he done? Okay. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, you're, you're, you're leaving it very vague there. I mean, what has, what has he done that's so bad that well, makes he's, you... Uh, he's the one that screwed up. Rafe in the first place. Well, Why that's not the that's not the worst thing that he's ever done. He's done a lot of other stuff. I mean, the man's died about eight times and come back each time. So I mean, he's, I know. Why do they keep bringing him back? <laughs> apparently, to irritate the hell out of you. <laughs> he sure, he sure does. Oh. I, can't, I can't stand that man. <laughs> wow, he isn't like that in person. Well, actually, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he's very, very nice. He's very sweet. Uh, so well, I it's, hope it's... so. <laughs> I'm not sure uh, anybody in real life could be quite that bad. But uh, is there anybody other than the Big Mahoff? Is there anybody on Days of Our Lives who you like watching, Nana? Do I like? Do I like watching? Yeah. Who uh, Who's your favorite character on Days of Our Lives? Oh, a favorite. Um, um, now wait, his name is Daniel, the doctor. Yes, well, obviously it's something about the name, but, uh, yes. No, no, I, the name hey! doesn't bother me. <laughs> it's, I think he's a sweetie. Uh, okay, you're having a moment. We need... <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Mom, you may want to cover your ears. I'm about to cover my ears. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. So what about Daniel? What about Daniel? Do you like so much? Oh, he, he's he's a doll. Oh Jesus he's Lord! He's just gorgeous. <laughs> As the saying goes, he could put my his shoes under my bed anytime. <laughs> I don't know that I have a response for that. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I guess you're hoping that he makes house calls, but. 
Oh, gosh. What we're going to do... If make house calls, I'd be sick all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I really like him. His eyes and alive and that that look that he gives these women. He's something, boy. But he wasn't always a good uh, good guy. I mean, he he has his moments of stuff. So, but apparently that doesn't bother you. Heck no. <laughs> All right, we're going to quick. We have another caller on the line. We have Larissa on the line, who is a contributor for Days of Our Lives on SoapCentral.com, and she's going to weigh in on all of the things that you two have been talking about. So, Larissa, <laughs> welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm fine. Say hello to my Nana and my mom. Hi, Nana. Hi, Mom. Hi. Hi. You have excellent taste in soap operas. I just have to tell you both that. Thank you. (laughs) So you may or may not have heard, I don't know if your your ears started bleeding too, uh, but my Nana wants Daniel to leave his shoes under her bed anytime he wants. Um, Can I come over to Nana's house too? (laughs) <laughs> this is a family show. I don't think that we can talk about that. You, you can come to my house anytime. Oh, good. <laughs> Bring Dan with you. Daniel with you. Not we'll my work Daniel, on it. but that soap Daniel. We'll work on it. We'll work on it together, okay. Nana. <laughs> wow. Now I've been cast aside. Uh, Larissa, let me quick ask you, since you've had some time to think about it, who do you think is the best mom in soap opera history. I have a feeling you're going to concur with my mom and my Nana. I absolutely do. I love Alice. Um, I have since I was a little girl. And I think now bringing it into, when I thought about who's the best mom on days right now, I tend to lean towards Maggie. And I think Maggie has a lot of what Alice had in her um, making other people feel welcome. Right. She, She reaches out to people. She takes in kids that aren't hers. And the thing that I like about Maggie, which is what Alice always did, is she never talked down to her kids. She never tried to run their lives. Maggie herself is very open about her past as an alcoholic and, and, and wanting people to learn from that. And I think she kind of has the best example award for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, okay, I, and, I agree with that. And what about the worst mother? Oh, this one hurts because I love the character and I'm still waiting for her to respond to my invitation to take me shoe shopping at any time. But (laughs) as far as worst mom on days, I have to pick Kate because she Mm. decides what's right for her kids and she goes out and does it whether they want to or not. I mean, she slept with her granddaughter's boyfriend and parenthetically, my and Nana's crush. So she's on the list for that. And... (laughs) You know, the other thing, you got to give it to Kate because she has two kids, Rex and Cassie, that she never even mentioned. So I say if you forget 33% of your children, you have to win the Worst Mom Award. That's a really good point. I, I forgot about the fact that yeah. she doesn't even uh, talk about the other kids. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like Kate with her. I wouldn't give her the Mother Award. Nope. Nope. That's why she gets my worst. Okay. All right. Let's move on. I know, Larissa, that you also do watch, on occasion, some other soaps that aren't Days of Our Lives. Anybody else uh, from the world of soaps that you would want to give a, a, a best mom or worst mom award to? You know, I, I I have to give two other best mom awards. One time, I at one time, I was a proud Passions viewer, and Pilar from Passions was always a great mom. The interesting thing the show did was her is they never really gave her a love interest. 
So she was always this one who was championing her children, and, and she did it in, in the non-Kate way. She did it more in the Maggie way. So I always liked her from Passions. But if I had to pick what soap mom I would want to be my mom, just for the pure spectacle fun of it, I would pick Dorian from One Life to Live because she's got a great house, she's got a cool pool, she's got jewelry that would make Kate Middleton jealous, and there's the possibility <laughs> that David Vickers would be my stepdad for about six weeks in the summer, and that's like the best summer camp ever. So why not? <laughs> oh, gosh. Larissa, uh, this your column for the Two Scoops column was posted this past week, so you won't be back again for another two weeks. Is that correct? Well, everybody, you can go and check out just as a, a quick 30-second promo. What have you talked about in your column that's posted this week? Um, this week I talked a lot about um, cool things happening, I thought, with Daniel and Jennifer. Um, I talked about the change in, in Melanie and how her and Maggie's relationship may be affected. Um, and I think the other thing I talked a lot about, how exciting Nicole's storyline's getting. and. Yeah. Um, and we, we love Nicole. I mean, Nicole's a bad girl, but she's one of those that we love. We love her to get the dirt because we know she's going she's gonna to make people pay for it. Right. All righty, Larissa. Well, thank I'm going to make sure everybody checks it out. We're almost out of time for today's show, so I want to thank you for calling in. Well, thank you, and happy Mother's Day, Mom and Nana. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dan, you better have gotten them something very nice. Don't. We'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All, right, All right, everybody. Thanks, Dan. Hey. You got it, Larissa. We only have about two minutes left, uh, Mom and Nana, so I want to thank both of you for coming on. Is there anything else uh, soap-related that you want to talk about? Mom, you have about 30 seconds. Anything else that's keeping your interest on the soaps? Uh, just like more like um, the storyline with Nicole, and I like to see she brought up a good point about Daniel and, and uh, Jennifer, like to see them get to get together. So I think there's going to be a lot of exciting scenes coming up, which okay. I'm looking forward to. And what about you, Nana? What are you looking forward to Monday when Days of Our Lives comes back? Well, I'd like to see what happens with this three threesome here, this Nicole and and what's his face and and her sister. Ah, with Taylor. You want to see what's Taylor. going on there. I All like right. The, uh, I, I like this Taylor, but I like the other Taylor better. It's, you know, it's it's tough when they recast a role like that. So, well, we are out of time. I can't believe it. Mom, I want to thank you for coming back on the show. And Nana, I want to thank you for making your radio debut here on our Mother's Day special. <laughs> well, have a good day. You got it. Love so, you. Bye-bye. Love you. Love you too. For everybody else out there, next week we are having a 35 and Ticking show. Want to know what that is? It is a new movie. Visit 35andTicking.com. I'll have on Darius McCrary and former All My Children star, Dondre T. Whitfield. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that. Uh, for everybody out there who is celebrating Mother's Day, you have a very happy, safe Mother's Day. Know that we all love you and thank you for being there for us through the good times and the bad times. But until next week, when we get back to talking about more of the craziness from the world of soaps, I'm Dan Kroll signing off on another edition of Soap Central Live.
Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.